party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week I am joined by Phil Vecchione for a game of Dungeon World, The Legacy Weapon. Phil is one of the hosts of the Misdirected Mark podcast and the Pandas Talking Games podcast, which are both excellent, excellent, excellent tabletop discussion podcasts. He is also a game designer and owner of Encoded Designs. You can find more about all of his work, including his Dungeon World one-on-one supplement, The Legacy Weapon, which we're playing this week, in the show notes. But what is The Legacy Weapon? Well, it is a two-player Dungeon World supplement that puts in the player's hands, well, a legacy weapon. A magical item that has passed over generations from wielder to wielder to wielder. And every time it does so, it imparts a little bit of that wielder's essence into the weapon itself. But it does so at a cost, requiring a great sacrifice in order to access those powers. In game terms, what this means is it gives your character moves from other playbooks from the previous wielders of the weapon. But it does so in a way that's just dripping with flavor and plot hooks and momentum, and it's just super cool. And I cannot wait for you to hear how it works. Two quick things before we get into it, though. One, a content warning. There is a brief reference to self-harm in this episode. Listener discretion is advised. Two, I wanted to remind our listeners in the Philadelphia area to check out the Party of One live show on July 15th at Amalgam Comics and Coffee House at high noon. It is going to rule. It's great. You're not going to want to miss it. You can find more information about that in the show notes. And with all that out of the way, let's throw it over to me in the past so he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am sitting down with Phil Vecchio and Phil. Thanks for coming on Party of One. Hey, this is awesome. Thanks for thanks so much for having me. So, at the top of the show, as we like to do, uh, why don't you take a moment and talk about any cool projects you're working on, any cool podcasts you're appearing on that you might want the audience at home to know about? Uh, sure. That uh, I'll, I'll keep. I'll try to keep it brief. Um, uh, well, you got all the time in the world. It sounds good. Um, well, I am. Uh, I'm the co-host of uh, two podcasts on the Misdirected Mark ne- Misdirected Mark Network. Um, the first one being the Misdirected Mark podcast, uh, where I co-host with um, my co-host Chris Sneezak and uh, Old Man Logan, and uh, that is uh, every Tuesday. We actually do that show live on Twitch and then put it out as a podcast, so you can either catch it live or uh, at eight forty-five Eastern, uh, or you can just pick it up where you normally get podcasts. And um, I am co-host of Pandas Talking Games uh, with my other co-host, Senda, who I believe has already been on this show. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm also a game designer. Um, I am the owner of Encoded Designs, a hippie commune where a bunch of my game designer friends and I make uh, cool stuff, including uh, the Legacy Weapon. Uh, and currently I'm working on a, uh, game that I'm hoping to put out to Kickstarter, um, early next year called Hydro Hacker Operatives, uh, which is a sci-fi game where you play, um, Robin Hood-like characters stealing water from the, uh, corporate authorities to, uh, keep your neighborhood alive. That sounds rad as hell. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Anyway, you mentioned something called the Legacy Weapon, so why don't you introduce us to this concept, because I think that we're playing it this week. We are. Uh, so the Legacy Weapon um, so the Legacy Weapon is my solution for playing Dungeon World one-on-one. Uh, and it was designed to basically give a single Dungeon World character uh, access to a few extra moves that would be uh, helpful, like that you would normally have if you were playing like a party in Dungeon World. Uh, and so what the Legacy Weapon is, it's actually a playbook. 
and uh, you create this weapon that has existed before your character finds it uh, and will exist after your character perishes. Um, it's when you when you first pick it up, uh, you find out that it has had previous uh, wielders and the previous wielders have imprinted upon it uh, various moves from their playbooks. Cool. It's such a cool concept. And it's oh. it's so it's I love it. I'm, Thanks. I so love the legacy weapon. Uh, yeah. And so um, when you um, when you go to the black gates, uh, the weapon attempts to t- um, to copy one of your moves. Um, as you depart. So um, you can actually play this um, one of two ways. You can play this based on uh, one character wielding the weapon, um, or the other way you can play it is you can actually play the story of the weapon as it passes through the hands of different heroes and villains, um, and you can tell their stories until they perish and then um, just make up another character, another situation, another time, and have somebody else find the weapon. It's such a neat, it's such a neat concept for one shot games and campaigns alike. It's so it's I've played Dungeon World with one on one a lot of ways. And this is definitely one of my favorite like approaches to it. I'm really excited to get to play it. I'm super I'm super pumped. So why don't you uh, introduce us to your character this week? And then I will introduce us to the legacy weapon. All right. Awesome. Um, Well, I'm Shank. And uh, I'm a thief, and uh, I don't like messing around too much. Uh, I like to just get my work done, get my gold. From a time to time, I like to work with people, but I find people to be unreliable. I like to just rely on my own wits and abilities. Um, and ever since I encountered Shadowblade, now that I'm in possession of it, uh, I don't really need a crew as much as I used to. The Shadow Blade, sculpted of ancient, gleaming black void metal by the hands of Randioc, goddess of the endless abyss, that which is below even the Underdark. It floated there, suspended in nothing for eons, until first discovered by Thaloza, the ever-wandering bard. Though forged in shadow, it served as a light in the darkness, carrying her back to the surface, where together they made beautiful music across every continent and sea. When Thalosa finally died, the blade carried on her legacy and wandered. In merchant caravans, in goblin knapsacks, in the rusted weapon racks of traveling brigands, it saw the world. Eventually, it ended up in one of the many hands of many hands, the spider druid. Many hands used the shadow blade's power to sing the songs of the spider, take their form, and defend the spider queen's nest for generations. All heroes passed, though. And in time, so too did many hands. And so did the blade pass, this time, into the grasp of Dorost, the worshipper of endless shadow. This was a union most fated, a destiny most divine. Doros alone grasped the true power of the shadow blade, unlocking the divine magic buried deep in its design. Much of that magic would never be seen again, but a spark of it lingered, gracing those that would carry the knife after Doros. But alas, there comes a time when even destiny ends. Doros died, and the Blade's Divine Union ended. In time, it would become just another knife in the prodigious collection of Throwmaster Isaac Sunset. And though it claimed many a blood sacrifice in those days, flying through the air, claiming even the most exotic of prey, it was merely a weapon, and not a legacy weapon. 
until Shanks. Tell me again how it ended up in Shanks' hands. Right. So I was drinking one night at my favorite pub, and I overheard, um, I overheard these kind of grimy-looking uh, peasants uh, talking about uh, this dagger. Now, I had known of the dagger of le- le- you know legend of it, um, but no one had seen it. The stories had been told about it, etc. And um, so I bought them a few drinks and got them a bit liquored up. And they confessed that they were um, they were part of a cult that was living that was that had a temple underneath the city. So I um, I gave them a few more drinks, bid them a good night, and uh, waited for them to stumble out of the uh, pub. And then I followed them, and I followed them all the way to their underground temple. And I wasn't rash. I waited, and I studied, cased out the temple. And then one night, when they went back out drinking, I snuck in and stole the blade. I had every intention to sell it. I had no real intention of keeping it. I figured it would fetch me a small fortune. But um, once I picked it up, I became aware that there was more to this dagger than just a mere trinket. And I decided to keep it for myself. So, um, you've held the, you held the dagger for a while and before you learned of its particular hunger, a particular proclivity for violence to be fed, a proclivity to be fed in blood. When did you discover that? So, once I, um, once I knew that it was special, um, it began to call to me to draw blood with it. And um, I, I didn't want to just run out and, you know, stab somebody, you know, innocent or etc. So I decided to um, set up another job. And uh, during the execution of that job, I um, took out a guard and uh, gave it its first uh, taste of blood in some time. So, uh, this job that you pulled, this first job you pulled with the Shadow Blade by your side, you stole a handful of Baron Helmet Blaystone's prized rubies. Yeah, they were quite nice. Oh, they're beautiful rubies. They're, they're wonderful. They fetched you quite a, they fetched you quite a pretty penny. Um, this was a few, this was a while ago, long ago, long enough ago that you don't quite remember the specific details of it. You're sure, you're certain that he yelled some manner of, I'll have my revenge. A fact they which, all, now that you do. are staring down uh, several of his uh, paper men, his paper guards, you're beginning to wonder, you're beginning to think he had more, uh, he was more serious in those words than you thought at the time. Yes. This is unfortunate. Hmm. Well, can't waste too much time with these guards. I have, uh, I have to be out and about. I don't like, I don't like being pinned down like this. So it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to, uh, maneuver my way out of this. Am I correct? No, no, no. They, uh, they have surrounded you like glaives drawn, their bodies, uh, crackling and crinkling with that distinct, the distinct sound of like folding paper mache. Interesting. All right. Well, I'm going to need a little blood if I'm going to do anything tonight. So um, I'll waste uh, 
I'll waste no time. I think I'm going to just um, take a run at one of them and uh, get a cut so that I can uh, feed Shadowblade. All right. Um, as you run at them, make roll me a hack and slash move. Okay. So I'll be using the dagger, which is precise. And that is a uh, 11. Beautiful. Uh, roll your damage. You may choose to roll an additional d6 of damage to deal some additional damage. You um, you cut into you cut into the the paper guard with your with the shadow blade, and though they are the sort of paper mache construct, man, it bleeds blood. Excellent. Which, uh, I get a four. Okay. Um, do you want to roll some extra damage, or, or are you going to? Or are you good? Nope. I think I'm good. I'll avoid taking any or this early. Okay. Okay. Uh, you actually... I want to say you fell this first one. Yeah. You fell this first one. You stab it and it bleeds blood sort of... It like... Basically like... It starts to bleed and as it bleeds the paper mache dries up and it just leaves it this brittle... Uh, this brittle, sort of easily shattered statue hmm. falls to the ground and cracks and crumbles. Interesting. The shadow blade, uh, the shadow blade glows with this rich obsidian. It looks like the finest of marble, and you can you can hear its singing all minor notes and cruel laughter as it as it hums with power. You now have unlocked one of your other moves. Uh, yes, I've got so I've got a hold which I can use. Yes, um, and I think I will. Um, I think I'll spend that hold um, so that I can um, uh, so that I can try to access its abilities. So I'll use the bargain for power move. Okay. All right. So it respects wisdom. Roll plus wisdom, and that is an eight. So on a seven to nine. Um, your sacrifice appeases the weapon for the immediate future. For the rest of the scene, you may use any of the legacy moves. Um, you may make All right. another sacrifice later. Okay. Uh, good. All right. So um, now that I have it, um, where exactly um, are we? Like in an alley? Are we in a in a? Um, are um, we inside a pub? We are behind a pub. Okay. You had you had. You'd have been enjoying an evening at the pub. You'd stepped out. You'd stepped out for like a, a smoke break or to take a breath. And there were three paper mache golem man monstrosities staring you down with glaives. Right. Okay. Well, I don't really want to stick around and fighting them toe to toe doesn't seem like the wisest of moves. So I'm going to use um, many hands uh, move. Uh, to become the spider so that I can uh, climb up the wall and get out of this uh, out of this fray. Okay. Um, your body starts to shift and like you feel your bones crack and you almost scream out in agony as um, from your chest, like your ribs, almost your ribs kind of dislocate and two of them jut out and sort of start segmenting. Oh. And soon enough you have doubled your you've doubled the number of arms and legs you have 
and you are now a spider, about the size of a large dog, maybe a mastiff. Uh, yeah, so let me roll for my um, shapeshifter hold. Yes. Uh, roll plus wisdom. Uh, that is also an eight. So I have a, um, I have a hold two. Okay. And, uh, for the shape-shifting ability, I think I'd like the, um, that ability to be the, uh, spider climb. So the climb up the walls. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so, um, as part of the move, when, uh, when you use the, the first time you use a move for uh, a given character, you, you tell a little story. Um, so... Uh, this uh, this time is not unlike a uh, time for many hands. Um, many hands was um, many hands was caught in a town. Um, they avoided towns for the most part, uh, but they had walked into the town because they needed some supplies. And um, a group of zealots led by a paladin uh, chased many hands down, uh, and they were going to um, extinguish them uh, in the name of their god. And so uh, many hands called upon uh, the powers of the spider of the spiders uh, shifted and was able to climb up um, up a wall and then across some rooftops and escape uh, the town unharmed. And so inspired uh, by that memory of many hands, I am going to do the same thing. And I uh, leap to the wall and uh, start trying to um, ascend the wall to get away from these paper mache golems. That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. So you 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 effortlessly climb the wall. You make you make quick time. You may, it takes zero effort. The, the the movements of a spider just click to you in a way that feels almost fo- like I mean, almost inconceivable. You make it to the top of the of the wall. You make it to the roof of the pub, where um, I think you have a maybe a zip line to your normal your usual hideout. This isn't the first time you've been cornered behind this pub. Yes, that sounds good. I like that. Um, but on the roof of the pub is a squat dwarf with uh, rubies braided into his beard. Mm. Rubies, ruby rings. And, uh, he's sitting and he's smoking a pipe. And... He sees you climb to the top. He sees this spider and the, the, the pipe falls from his mouth and he just barely catches it as he starts guffawing. Just, <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful. I did not expect that. I'll, uh, with my uh, spider-like cluster of eyes, will kind of gaze upon him. Um, not quite ready to, to shed this form. I may need one more escape. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I'll make sure that, um, I'll make sure that I maneuver myself so that I can, uh, make a leap to another building should, uh, should this go badly quickly. Um, Helmet actually, he, he sees you start to like ready yourself and he puts out a hand. He says, no, 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 trust me. This was not, this was not a revenge. This was an opportunity to make things right i please i'm no i'm not a monster <laughs> come on now and as he says that he looks over the ledge at the at the paper guards and takes a puff of his pipe all right i'm gonna drop i'm gonna drop this form um he doesn't seem to be brandishing any weapons and 
I think I, you know, in a rush can probably, uh, can probably take them. So, um, I'll drop this form and shift back into, uh, back into Shank's, uh, human form. He, um, he smiles as he says, oh, I'm, thank, thank you. I, I appreciate, I appreciate that we can have this business interaction as ourselves. No illusions between us. I'm always I have interested a, in business. I have a proposition for you, Shank. Mm-hmm. You're very good at stealing things, obviously. You stole from me, and not many people do that and live to tell about it. Anyway, there is something that I want, something that I don't have that I would like to have. I Uh would like you to get it for me. And what exactly is it? I'm not sure, if I'm being honest. I just know that I don't have it. It is... Do you know of, uh, the Ageless Vault? Hmm. I've heard of it. Good. Where, uh, antiquities are kept throughout time. Yes, yes, yes. Um, there is a chamber in the Ageless Vault that I've... Sources of mine have recently made me aware of, and I would quite like to know what is inside there. Apparently no one's ever been. Apparently even those that have gotten into the Ageless Vault have never made it into this chamber. I'd rather like hmm. to know what's, what's, what's being guarded there. And honestly, I'd rather like to own it. And anything else I run into in the vault? No, I, not my concern. I assume that uh, if I can do this, then uh, there'll be no more of those uh, paper mache men. Oh yeah, no. If you do this, you bring me bring me what is in that vault, and why not only are we even, then you will be one of my inner circle of people that I trust for these sorts of jobs. Which I mean, I don't want to brag or anything, but it tends to be a very profitable franchise. Oh no, I've had friends. I've had friends and acquaintances work for you. I know the deal. It's a good job. And of course, uh, stealing from you for the first time was, n- of course, nothing but business. Oh, of course not. Of course not. That's, that's why you're still alive. <laughs> plus, Seriously, though. Plus the reputation of having broken into the ageless vault. That sounds pretty good. Yes, I'll take a try. Wonderful. Well, um, provided you survive, I look forward to hearing from you upon your return. And um, he turns and he hops down the roof of the pub. And when you look over to see, he's just not there anymore. Hmm. Impressive. All right. Ageless Vault. We'll have to find it first. And then get make in. me a no don't make me any moves yet um I, let me ask you where do you find it well that's the thing about the ageless fault um it doesn't actually exist in this plane um so you've got to consult the stars the stars will tell you where in the city it'll appear so need a little need a little time to study Study the stars and uh, line it up. That's fantastic. So yeah, you study the stars, you consult 
some old, like, old manuscripts about the Ageless Vault, the types of things that a lot of people have written off as bunk, but you know better. Roll me a spout lore for what you find. Okay. Uh, let's see. Spout lore is int. I have flat on int. Uh, that is a that is an eight. So, okay. Yeah. What is an? I mean, I should also pull up the basic moves. In fact, the GM will only tell you something interesting. It's on you to make it useful. Hmm. The Ageless Vault, um, as you've said, the Ageless Vault, uh, it appears where it appears, and it goes when it goes, but it's not merely, it's not ageless on the inside. What makes it ageless is that when it, when you exit the vault, might not be the same time you left. Hmm. Interesting indeed. That'll be a risk. Hopefully I can get out in time to still be back here to claim my reward. Well, hopefully. Alright, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot down the um I grab all my gear. So right. like they're like the quick montage of, you know, I'm checking my thieves tools, I got my adventuring gear, mm-hmm. um, check the shadow blade, and uh put up my hood. And uh, we'll head out into the city to find uh, where the vault should be tonight. You follow the stars, you follow the uh, the diagrams and the manuscripts, and sure enough, uh, underneath the city, in this, like, deep where, at the edge of where, like, the sewer system empties out into the woods beyond town, there is on the ground a circular hatch with a with a, a wheel thing that I forget the name of. Yes. Yeah, there's a hatch on the ground. Unlike right. the uh, the sewer piping, which is rusted iron, this is aged brass so it has that green color mm-hmm. it is unlike anything else you've seen in the city i'm going to take a moment to study it i don't want to just um i'm like i'm a you know i'm a good i'm a professional i don't just reach up sure. and grab a, a door i've never seen and get myself killed so um i will take a few minutes to uh to study it the um the handle mechanism uh etc to make sure that there are uh, there are no traps Sounds good. Alright, so roll plus dex. Oh, that's a whole lot. Um, that is a 13. Alright, uh, I believe you hold three in that case. I do. Uh, so let me ask you, is there a trap here? And if so, what activates it? Um, there is not a trap. But what you know from the manuscripts say that uh, as time is different in the vault so too is space Hmm. so um the trap is there is a trap of sorts in that opening this hatch is going to is is going to open into a room 
but in an angle where you where if you are not prepared, <laughs> if your mind is not in a position where you can change your vertical positioning, you will fall to your death. Ah, yes. Okay. Um, so knowing that, um, I will use um, a spot of my adventuring gear um, for rope. Um, and I will uh, quickly, um, I will quickly but skillfully tie off a, a quick harness of rope. Um, and I will attach it to the outside of the brass door. This way, when I open it, um, should I have any problems entering the room, at least the rope will stop me and I can orient from there. That sounds fantastic. Uh, sounds perfect. Um, so then if it's, uh, with that, I'll, uh, I'll give it a turn and, um, make sure my rope is on tight and open it. And, um, I will, um, bring myself slowly into the hatch, um, until I can kind of figure out the correct orientation for the room. You you pull open the hatch, and you look, and you are, you come out, you're on a staircase, like a spiral staircase, but it seems to be spiraling outward, not up or down. You actually are looking at like looking for a wall as to where this hatch might exit out into, and you're not really sure where the wall is. You just kind of have to like walk out at, at like you kind of have to walk out and then fall backwards a little bit. And when you do that, suddenly you're righted. Okay, and then once righted, I'll um, I'll cut the rope because I think I want to leave most of the rope with me, um, and I'll just leave a bit hanging by the door, which actually will be helpful. Um, if I have to come out, if hopefully if I'm coming back out this way, I'll at least see the rope and know that that's where the door is. Yeah, that makes sense. So this winding staircase, um, roll me a discern realities. All right. Uh, that's plus wisdom. I'm a plus one on wisdom. Uh, that is a seven. Okay. Ask me one question. All right. Um, What should I be on the lookout for? Um, you look down. You're looking at the stairs, trying to orient yourself. And you notice claw marks. Sets of four of them. Big, curved. Not, not like any animal you've seen, though. Hmm. That's no good. Definitely patrolling. Hmm. And this is a staircase. Not much place to hide. Well, we'll have to we'll have to work to get off the staircase and get to some place with better cover. Probably. Uh, you. There are you. 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 You're. You're studying the stairs. You see, there are seemingly ra- at seemingly random intervals. There are platforms that go off into doors Hmm. not all of them are attached to the spiral staircase though some of them there appear to be gaps and what you know of this Hmm. place suggests that that gap might be longer or shorter than it looks yeah that's no good all right plus i still have to find this chamber that uh, has never been seen 
Hmm. Do I know anything else about the chamber? Does it have any particular markings? Does it have an, um, a particular style door? Uh, roll me a spout lore. Alrighty. Uh, nine. Um, you know that it bears the name the attendance chamber. The chamber of the attendant. Hmm. Right. Okay. I'll be on the lookout for that as I uh, maneuver along the staircase. So you move down the staircase. Um, you come to a platform that is just a long, straight hallway. You look down these doors and you see all of the doors look different. Some of them are these big, round vault doors, right? Some of them are like bank vaults. Mm-hmm. Some of them are almost jail cells, like the big sliding square, like Arkham Asylum jail cells. Awesome. Others are just appear to be just open, just open passages, which that can't be right, right? These are supposed to be vaults. But unless they have other methods of protection, they might. Uh, it's this, but there's this long series of of doorways. The stairs also continue to descend deeper. Hmm. I think I'm going to stop and check. I can't. I can't just plunge deep. I can't plunge all the way down into this vault without at least uh, checking some of these side passages for the for the door of for the chamber of the attendant. Okay. Um, describe to me the door you come to. So I come to, I come to one of the round vault doors, um, and it's made of a metal, uh, the likes I've never seen. The closest, uh, it would be like a Damascus steel, so tiger striped, Mm -hmm. um, but it's gold and like blood red. I don't even know what the blood red metal is through it. Yeah, that's cool. But, uh, you know, it immediately catches my eye, right? Because the metal's so rare that um, it alone, the door alone would be an interesting haul if I could grab it, which I can't. But, um, but yeah, so I'm studying this, like, I, I just am affixed upon this door. As you look at it, the door starts to, uh, the blood red stripes start to swirl and start mm. to shift. And suddenly Sorceries. all of it is is an orb in front of is like a flat circle and then it starts to take on a human shape. It starts to form a face. It starts to form your face. Hmm. And it Rather looks handsome. at you and with your own voice it says What is your purpose here? Hmm, I'm looking for the attendant. Oh, you don't want to do that. I think that you want yeah. to come with me. I think I think this is a much better quest for you to be on. And suddenly a blood red hand extends out from the door. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to let that grab me. I'll, <laughs> I'll take a couple steps back and uh, put the dagger between me and it. No, no, uh, I'm here for a purpose. It, um, you, you watch yourself scowl 
and get very angry and suddenly that hand starts to like twist and shape and it fires out at you with lightning speed and it like tries to grab you by the throat. Give me a defy danger. Yeah. Uh, Dex, I assume. However you want to die. However you want to. Oh, Dex it is. Dex it is. I'm going to be quick about getting out of the way of this thing. Oh, eight, ten. Fabulous. Um, it fire, it goes all the way across the hallway and it goes into one of these open passages, right? Mm-hmm. And you watch it. And in an instant, it seems to extend for miles. Mm-hmm. And suddenly that open passage, suddenly that open doorway seems to make a little bit more sense in that there is some sort of sorcery there. But yes. eventually, the uh, the blood, that, like, viscous blood-red metal gets so thin that it just snaps off. And you see the hand still traveling, seemingly endlessly. Oh. And the rest right. of it recedes. Uh, I'll use that opportunity to run. Okay. Um, uh, is the hallway far enough that I can, like, I could go down and, um, like, adequately get away from this? Or um, is it more of a dead end and I should probably... Um, Double back to you the run. You run for a while, and you find yourself at another one of these spiral staircases. This one seems to be going. Uh, hor- you you run, and you're at another horizontal spiral staircase. Hmm. But they, but you know well enough to like fall forward, and suddenly, like you feel like you're back at the the angle you were at when you came through the hatch. Interesting. But it's another spiral staircase, going going both directions. You see pathways up and down. Hmm. Well, you see, this is going to be a lot of hit and miss until somebody can help me find the attendant. So, okay, on we go. Um, yes, we'll, uh, we'll head deeper into the vault. Okay. You, um, you go down to another one of these platforms. It's very similar. This one, the floor is not stone or metal, but like, a polished hard wood you walk on it and it's almost a little bit slippery like it's been slightly over polished mm. and you walk on it and you're hearing your feet clack 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 interesting clack, clack. there's is it um, of footsteps. is it cracking in any is it cracking at all or no but there's tends- definitely a second set of footsteps you hear walking Duh. around i was gonna say i wear soft boots i don't know why I would be clacking, so yes, that's no good. Um, oh, is there, there any sets of footsteps? Is there any kind of um, uh, doorway arch or anything that I could I could hide in to see if I can uh, spot what is uh, walking past? There is an arch, but it will take um, a little bit of maneuvering to get up there, or maybe a lot of maneuvering. It's been a kind of day where you're not a hundred percent sure. <laughs> yes, it's either really close or really far. All right. Well, I need some sort of uh, I need some sort of uh, cover. So yes, I'll uh, I'll get to the arch and um, uh, either duck into it or use like the top of the arch to kind of climb up and hide. Okay. Um, you can spend one point of your adventuring gear, or you can make me a defy danger to try to get up there. Mm, I think I've still got some gear left. I'll spend a gear and uh, I'll have some climbing gear that I'm able to use. Okay, uh, you, yeah, you, you, you gear up, you load up your climbing gear, and you make your way up there, and you climb for what feels like hours, but, like, 
but then you get up there and and once you're up there it feels like it's been 20 seconds <laughs> uh you're watching and two people are just walking down the hallway one of them is very long-limbed like a uh, normal sized torso, normal sized head, just very long arms kind of dragging along the floor and like it kind of exaggeratedly walking with leg with, with his legs. Interesting. And the other And the other? Um The other's just a halfling. Just an ordinary halfling walking with this strange this strange, oddly shaped man. And they're just talking about like talking about uh the status of their vault saying i honestly i can't believe no one's broken into it yet it looks uh it was really just a like the, I, I expected better of the the vault of the ageless than this uh rotting wooded door they gave us and the the long limited man says yes well you know, you can't always win with the Ancient Ones. Hmm. After they pass, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow them for a bit. So okay. I'll give them a little distance and then I'll, I'll trail after them. At least I know where they're going to end up with a rotted wooden door. Yeah. You follow them for a while and that's exactly what happens. They, uh... They get to nearly the end of this hallway, and this hallway feels much longer than the last one. But they come to this rotted wooden door, and they pull out one of these big, big medieval kind of keys, and he sort of locks, unlocks it, open, walks inside. Is, is there is there time to dash in before they, uh, like, is it so big that, like, if they if I tried to sneak in behind them, they would notice? Or, um, you know, is there, like, a gap where I can slide in as well? Um, I'll call that a defy danger, but I think, uh, but I think it's possible. Okay. So then, yeah, I'm going to try to slip in behind them. I, I need some, I still need something and I may need to talk to them, but let's start with, uh, let's see if I can slide in. Oh yeah, that probably is going to be pretty good. That's uh, another 13. Yeah. Fabulous. You slide in effortlessly. Um, and inside is... And a gigantic pearl or a gigantic Ooh. clam with a pearl about the size of a medicine ball sitting in, sitting in the middle. Hmm. <laughs> no, 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 no. Stick to the job. Professionals stick to the job. I'll make good note of that. Um, what are the two? What are the two gentlemen doing? The halfling and the long limbed one. Uh, the long-limbed one stir- turns to the halfling and says, As always, it has been a pleasure adventuring with you, but I tire. And he wraps his long limbs around the pearl, and the clam closes. And when it mm. opens, he is gone. But the pearl is murkier with these black stripes running all around it. Oh, 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 oh. Mm, stick to the plan. Stick to the professional stick to the plan. I'll um make my presence known now that it's just the halfling and I. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. 
he pulls a dagger and says, Who are you and how did you get in? The door's not very good. I don't ask you the second half of that question. Merely answer the first. Who are you? My name is Shank. No worries. I'm not here for your pearl. I am looking for something, though. I am looking for the chamber of the attendant. <laughs> Sorry, that was rude. Um... No, I've, I get it. <laughs> no, it's still... Reaction hasn't changed. Um, that's... My goodness. I, you, I, well, now. That's certainly a request. Yes, well, I mean, it is. And um, I assume... Um, I assume that you ha- don't have much company other than your uh, long-limbed friend. No, no, it is... Just me these days, I, uh... Must be lonely. A little. Um, must not get much to... Much in the way of spirits, or song. Not really. It's quiet around here. It echoes. I don't know if you've noticed. It echoes a lot. Hmm. Well, um... If you were, um... Not opposed to... Uh, providing me some information about the chamber of the attendant. Go ahead and laugh if you must. Um, I have a, I have a flask of spirits I could leave behind, and I would be more than happy to uh, play a melody for you, something to uh, entertain you as uh, payment. Clearly, you don't need money with an object this valuable in a place inside such a uh, legendary vault, so... Perhaps some company and a little bit of uh, um, a little bit of song might uh, go some way. He extends his hand for the flask. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, I'll uh, use an adventuring gear for yep. uh, flask. And he um, he takes it and he walks back and he sits on he sits on the clam and he just listens, takes a sip. And you play uh, the melody of the Shadow Blade for him. Mm-hmm. Yep. I will. Um, one of the many songs that um, I have that's that uh, Thalosa has taught me um, through our, uh, you know, commune with the weapons. So I will. Uh, I will play a particularly not not one that's too depressing, just just haunting enough. Mm-hmm. He takes a swig of his flask and he says, "Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, thank you for that." I, I suppose I could give you some directions. I mean, we all kind of, we all know where the chamber is. It's, t- see, and he leans forward. I'm very excited to tell you this part. It's not, no one has been inside of it, but it's not because no one's been able to find it. It's because no one has wanted to cross. Well, you'll see. And he draws out a map. That leads you right to the entrance of the chamber of the attendant. Most appreciative. And, uh, yes, um, I know it sounds foolhardy, but, uh, glory is, uh, glory is often regarded as foolhardy from a distance. But I thank you. This map will be most, most valuable. Oh, don't thank me yet. You still have to get to the chamber of the attendant. And he gestures out. And you're in the hallway again. Hmm. You didn't move. Hmm. But you're in the hallway again. All right. Let's take a look at this map. 
And let's get on our way. Yeah, the map, you follow its directions. They don't always make sense when you're looking at the map. Sometimes it says, like, go sideways four paces and wait five minutes. <laughs> yes, of course, because everything moves around here. Uh, and, but eventually, but you do it and you follow the, dire- the written directions, the instructions that he's given you. And you find yourself at the chamber. You find yourself in front of a black painted door, like an office door, Hmm. glass window, and on it, it just says attendant. Hmm. All right. All right. Work time. Uh, We've been on the job the whole time, but let's, uh, I'll, uh, I got to start checking this door. Nothing, uh, nothing this fearsome, nothing this fearsome can be, uh, so easily opened. All right. I will, uh, ooh, uh, I don't know. Let's see, but that is a five, six, seven. Okay. I'll just pull myself out of that one. All right. Um, so hold one. Um, is this thing trapped? And if so, what activates it? Uh, it is not trapped. The door, um... The door is locked, hmm. but not trapped in any way. Okay, well, uh, that I can do, and I'll open up my uh, roll of tools and um, get to work on the lock. All right. Uh, much better. Um, that will be a 13. All right, you do it no problem. Uh, the door opens with a creak. The handle is warm in your hand as it swings o- as, as you swing it open. And then you see what the halfling was talking about. Hmm. This is a walkway. About Mm -hmm. five feet. And you see a slumbering thing underneath. Underneath the walkway. Uh Uh-huh. Like, uh, it's over a large pit. Four big tentacles. Each one looks like the, 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 like, hand of the tentacle is the size of you. It's sleeping for now. Looks like it's about a hundred yards in length. All right. I don't like doing this, but I think that I think that perhaps the spider would be a better uh, better to cross. Um, outside the door, I will take the I will take the shadow blade and I will. Um, I will cut my arm next to one of several, um, one of several previous cuts that I've made in the past, uh, to feed it. Okay. Roll for damage, right? Roll for damage. Oh, oh wait. Oh, good. That's a one. Okay. I thought it was a seven. Okay. Um, all right. right. I have hold one and, uh, I will use it immediately to transform into the spider. All right. And, uh, that is, uh, oh, druid. Druid is, shapeshifter is, uh, wisdom. Whew. Um, I get a 13. I'm having, I, I just want to tell you that, um, I have played a lot of Dungeon World. I don't normally roll this exceptional, um, on, on any night. Um, but, uh, hold three. So, um, yeah, I would like to use one of the holds to, um, 
very carefully on my uh, eight legs um, move across this walkway. Okay. Uh, you make it across without a problem. Uh, the thing underneath is slumbering. You come to a smaller door. Equal mm. in proportion to the one that you saw earlier. Mm-hmm. Same same text on it. Same styling. Half the size. Hmm. Um, locked? Um, no. This one uh, is fine. Okay. Uh, little spider legs, like, will open the door, and I'm, like, the size of a dog anyway as the spider, so I will, um, I will move on through. You walk through, and it is, uh, just a big stone room, Hmm. perfectly polished on all sides. You see a smaller door still on the other side, directly in front of you. Hmm. And there is a, uh, remember those claw marks from earlier? Yes. Yeah, that thing is sleeping, uh, right in front of you as well. (sighs) It, uh, it opens one eye. It's a little bit like a displacer beast, but without the displacers. It's Uh a little bit like a chaos beast, but, uh, with a little more shape. Mm -hmm. It's big. It's got big claws. Um, it's got like an like a xenomorph-sized row of teeth. Yeah, it looks lovely. Yes, and it's got a few. Uh, it's got wings. It's got uh, like dragon-like wings. It's and fairly. It's fairly nightmarish in, yes. in, in its in its structure. Yes. Okay, so is it between me and the next door? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's sleeping, or did it just wake when its, it's eye? It's just open? waking up and starting uh-huh. to like. Yes. Um. Well, I still have this form. Um. I think I want to try to outmaneuver it. Okay. Um. I'm going to wait till it starts stirring because I need it to kind of start moving away from the door so that I can, um, I'm going to, um, I assume it'll come after, it'll come when it comes after me, I'm going to try to go like up the side wall and like around to get to the door. All right. Um, yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that's what happens and it, it gets up and kind of like moves after you a little bit. Okay. So I'll spend a hold to spider climb across the walls and, um, Yes, that's uh, that's what I intend to do, is to kind of run along the walls and stay out of its way. Okay, um, I think that's exactly what happened. Actually, make me a defy. I'm going to ask for a defy danger, or to spend your last hold. Uh, I'll spend my last hold to get to the door. Okay, yeah, it chases you around. Uh, you're at a lot of spots where it, like, flies up, but you notice that it can't really... It, it's flapping, but it's in a way that, like, it doesn't have a lot of, like, momentum. So you're right. able to, like, keep out of its grasp. You get to the door. Uh, you, this one is also not locked. You come through it. And you are in a, what looks like a, an, like it's open. Mm-hmm. Glass walls, thick, sort of milky glass walls. Big dome. Okay. Nice. Cushioning on the ground. And in front of you, sitting on some cushioning, 
is a man with very long legs and very long arms. And he cocks his head. He says, Have I seen you somewhere before? Did you not uh, travel with the halfling a little bit ago? Oh, were you there for the... Yes, I was... That just... I was just there. And you look. And past... Just past the glass walls, you see... Oh. Milky uh, uh-huh. and distorted. The shape of a halfling. I'm inside the pearl. Yes. Hmm. The last time I saw you, you were wrapped around the pearl. Oh, uh, yes. That is, uh... That is how one enters... Not through the doors? No, uh, well, that's how I enter the pearl. The um, others must take the long way. Are you the attendant? And he flourishes his hand, which is about six feet long, so it waves and waves, and he says, At your service, at his service. Hmm. Interesting. What else is in this room? Uh, you can make me a defy danger. Or not defy danger, discern realities. Yeah, let's take a look. Uh, seven. One question. Um, let's see. Oh, that's it, that's it. Uh, what here is useful or valuable to me? Um, smaller pearls. Just Mm, around. You Mm -hmm. pick one up and it is swirling with similar stripes to the attendant. Oh my. And he, uh, the attendant smiles with, uh, smiles with a few too many teeth and says, Vaults within vaults within vaults. I see. Attendants within attendants? Mm, some of them. Some of them merely treasures, some of them nothing. Hard to tell, really. Hmm. Well, I have been on a most uh, interesting quest to find out what's inside this chamber, and now I've found it. Indeed you have. Get out to the outside world very much? Uh, no. I spend my days in the, in the, in the clam, in the pearl, in my chamber... Well, the way things work on the outside, no one's going to quite believe that I've made it here without some sort of uh, uh, proof. Any of these pearls able to just uh, come with me? He he looks around. Um, I'm going to say make me a parlay. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, oh, good, because this is my worst stat. Okay, charisma. Right. Because Shank has no personality. Um, yep, that is... That was a seven, it's now a six. Great. He, um... He say, he gestures to you and says, Oh, any of them, any of them can be taken. These are... These are, these are my things, and... I'm always happy to help out a friend, but... I'm not quite sure how you think you're going to leave... And you look back, and that doorway is gone. Hmm. 
Okay. Attendant. I assume you can get into the pearl. You must be able to get out of it. Mm, I can come Don't... and go as I please. I mean, maybe you want to send me on my way? No, I don't suppose we... That's not quite how we deal with interlopers in the vault. Hmm. And suddenly you get another look at one of these pearls and a pit forms in your stomach. Yes, well, I don't think much that I'd like to become one of your baubles in this room. So, um, either you're going to let me out or I'm going to find a way out. He, um, he stands up. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Like that, I see. Clearly, we're not going to get anywhere by talking anymore. Right? Nope. No talking. Okay. Well, very well. And, uh... I will lunge at him. Okay. With uh, little to no grace, just bum rush him in an attempt to just stab him. Oh, that is uh, six, seven, eight. Okay. Um, roll your damage and take 1d10 damage. Okay. So I deal seven and I will take six. Oof. Uh, minus one for armor. Okay. Okay. It doesn't have to be like this. One trinket. Send me on my way. Every trinket has a story. Every trinket has a price. You'll soon find this yourself. And he uh, starts to swirl around the room. His body twisting and bending as he tries to surround you. Make a defy danger. Uh, nothing but a bad job this is. Oh, uh, that is 9, 10, 11. Okay. Uh, you, you roll out of the way. You will find you're, you're in an, ad, a, uh, an advantageous position. Oh, I stabbed him, right? So I have a hold. Yes, you do have a hold. Okay. Very good. Um, yeah, I'm going to need to bargain for some power. Um, I will spend that hold. And I get a six minus. <laughs> the sacrifice is found lacking. Um, you may use one move off the legacy list once and I will get a curse. I think that it is because the blood of the attendant is not blood. Like it's, it's like inky and green. Yes. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to get the one move I'm going to get is um, I think I would like to use. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to use called shot. OK, you're also in an advantageous position to use a backstab as well. Oh, OK. Um, well, let's see. I'll save the called shot. Um, okay. I'll save the called shot because if I'm um, if I've maneuvered enough for a backstab, I'm just going to go take that. OK, how much okay. damage did you do before? Um, I did seven. Seven damage. Great. Okay, so, uh, roll dex. That is a nine. Uh, ten, eleven, so choose two. 
Um, I don't get into melee with them. And okay. I'll do my damage plus a d6. I'm going to try to make quick work. Try to make quick work of this guy. A uh, total of seven. Okay. Um, yeah, what happens is you, you, you stab the thing from behind. Um, and he tears apart like shredded paper Hmm. and just starts swirling around the room. Hmm. One, um, I'm going to say it'll take a called shot to, to hit this thing. But if you can, if you can land one more good hit, and you start to see the uh, the walls cracking, and you get the sense that this thing is the pearl. Right. Um, I'm gonna make sure that I grab something of. Uh, I'm gonna grab something in my throat in my pocket. Oh yeah, you grab a few pearls and they're right. in there, various yep. sizes. Just need something to prove out that I've been here. Okay, roll decks for the called shot. Oh, phew, thank God for the plus two. Um, that is a nine. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so depending on um, depending on whether this is, if, if this is the head, then on a seven to nine, they do nothing but stand and drool for a few moments. Um, what I'm going to, I'm not going to say this is the head. I'm going to give this a custom, a special sure. thing because it's sort of his being is what required the called shot. I think that you at a seven and nine, you um, you puncture the wall, right? Yep. You go, th- you punch through the wall, and suddenly there is like a compression vortex, like you've opened the window on an airplane. <laughs> Everything is just swirling out of the room through this like fist-sized hole, right. and the walls are starting to crack. And he has reformed, taken his shape again. It's going to take one last defy danger. And if you do not succeed at this, you're going to go to the black gates. Okay. I love it. Okay. All right. Defy danger. Dex. I get a 10-11. Okay. You find yourself outside of the pearl. The pearl has this tiny, this like tiny tiny puncture in it uh the attendant is standing behind you no the attendant is still in the pearl you see the the black swirling around the pearl the halfling has backed up and is against the wall and just has his hands up and says take what you want and leave i go over and i take the flask perfect (laughs) take the flask i take a sip of it close it up i'm good Thanks for holding on to my flask for me. He he smiles, the smile of a thief that has felt honor among thieves. And you exit. You make your way out of the vault. Mm-hmm. You find Helmet Blaystone. What do you present him with? I drop the I I I put the pearls on the uh, I put the pearls on the table. I you know gently put them down so they don't mm-hmm. roll away. They're pearls. They're vaults. Find a wizard who can open them up. 
I asked you to deliver one thing, and you delivered 17. 18, actually. One in my pocket. (laughs) That's fair. You know what? Call it a commission. Until the next time, and he scoops them into a he scoops them into a bag, and he um, he flips you a ruby as well, and he says, hmm. "Don't spend it all in one place." <laughs> and uh, you look at the pearl in your pocket, and where it was tiger stripe before, now it's pure white. Hmm. And you swear, you feel something over your shoulder, hmm. but there's nothing there. <laughs> and that's game. Oh, it's awesome. That was great. That rule. <laughs> oh, that was oh, I love it. That's I I love my dungeon world on the weird side. So, oh, it's like fantastically I love, weird. I love I love when it gets weird. Phil, thank you so much for coming on Party of One and running the Legacy Weapon or playing the Legacy Weapon. This ruled. Oh, thank you so much. That was so much fun to play. So, where can people find your work online? Uh, yeah, you can find me. Um, you can find me on the Misdirected Mark podcast uh, Tuesday evenings on Twitch uh, at eight forty-five p.m. Eastern, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, every week on Mondays, you can find the uh, Pandas Talking Games. Uh, and if you want to check out Encoded Designs, you can go to encodeddesigns.com, and you can always follow me on uh, Twitter at DNA Phil. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a blast. And I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it, future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Phil for coming on to the show. That game was so much fun. I loved it. Be sure to check out all of Phil's work in the show notes. Um, the Misdirected Mark and Pandas Talking Games podcasts are fascinating and illuminating tabletop discussion podcasts. That if you're interested in tabletop, I think you'll find something that catches your interest. And obviously, as you heard with the Legacy Weapon, he's a really talented game designer. I'm so into the idea of the Legacy Weapon. It's so cool and it works so well that uh, I just want to play it forever. Like, it's so good. Also, be sure to follow Phil on Twitter at DNA Phil. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Then like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. If you really enjoyed the show, consider giving us a nice iTunes review, social media shout out, or word of mouth recommendation. All three of those things help the show reach new audiences and grow bigger, better, and do cooler and cooler things. You can also consider backing us on Patreon. Patreon dollars help cover the show's hosting fees, equipment costs, convention appearances, and more. And in exchange, you get cool bonus material. This week, um, Phil and I, you'll get to hear our creation session for the Legacy Weapon itself. It's pretty cool, and I'm pretty excited about it. You can find all of that at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. If you want to hear more from me, consider checking out All My Fantasy Children, the podcast in which Aaron Catano, Saez, and I take your listener prompts and turn them into beautiful, thriving, vibrant, role-playing game children. You can find that at soundcloud.com slash allmyfantasychildren. Party of One is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. Opening and closing theme song of the show is Infinite Lives by Megaran featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rights coming onto this show, or you've been watching Glow on Netflix and you want to talk about it, because that show rules and I want to talk about it, you can reach me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. Well, that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. And party on. Never gonna die.